In a minute, we're going to watch a video of a, of a Bible story. But before we, before we do that, I thought I'd just explain what these footwear might have to do with what God might want to speak to us about this morning. And it's this. You see, boys from around the age of five, right the way through to teenagers, to grandfathers, we ask a question. That question is this. What does it mean to be a man? What does it mean to be a man? You see, I read recently about some boys aged five all the way up to grandfathers and they answered this question and for some of them to be a man meant that you had to be tough, that you had to be unafraid. That's what it meant to be a man. Then for some others, they said actually being a man was about working hard. Then for some others, they said being a man, well, it brought shame. It brought shame because of the way that boys had dominated girls or been mean to girls in the past or men had been mean to women in the past. And so it brought shame. And then for others, to complete the sentence, to be a man meant one big question mark. They just didn't know. In part because sometimes when you go to school, kids, you get taught this. Boys should be more like girls. Or there's no difference between a boy and a girl. And so it creates this whole confusion, this big question mark. You see, for me, when I think about what does it mean to be a man, I think there's a better question to ask. The question is this. What does it mean to be a godly boy? Or what does it mean to be a godly man? Why? Because each of us have been created by God in his image. And the best way to find out is to ask him. And so this morning, we're going to watch this video of this man called Caleb. And the thing about Caleb is the name Caleb means this. It means whole heart. And when you read about Caleb in the Bible, you find these words follow. He followed God wholeheartedly. We could say he walked with God in his footsteps. You see, these are all my footwear, and each of us will have a walk with God, and it will all be different. And you can't try and put on my shoes and try and walk with God. You've got to put on your own shoes to walk with God. You see, and it's walking that's important. It's not running, it's walking. Because God is a three mile an hour God. So if we try to live our lives faster than three miles an hour, who's leading or who's following who? That's right. You see, what was Jesus' biggest command? He said it first to all of his followers, and he repeated it more than anything else. He said, follow me. And so we're going to watch this story now of Caleb and start to think about what it means to follow God wholeheartedly. This is Joshua. Hello. And this is 
Caleb. Joshua and Caleb were some of the Israelites who followed Moses out of Egypt into the wilderness to find the land that God had promised them. Come on. Sometime after that, God told Moses to send out men to explore the promised land, which was called the land of Canaan. So Moses sent a leader from each of the 12 tribes of Israel, and Joshua and Caleb were among them. Moses told them to go see what the land was like and find out if the people living there were strong or weak. He told them to bring back a report of all they found. Yeah, let's do it! So the 12 men went and explored. While they were there, they found that the land was very good for crops. They found a single cluster of grapes that took two men to carry. That's good. After 40 days, they returned to Moses and showed them the fruit they found. They said it was a land flowing with milk and honey, and that it was a good land. But they also said that the people living there were powerful, and that their cities were strong. They even saw giants there. But Caleb said, let's go at once to take the land. We can certainly conquer it. Come on! But the other men who were with him disagreed and spread the bad report all throughout the Israelite camp. This made the Israelites cry all through the night. They told Moses and Aaron that they wished they had died in Egypt or in the wilderness and asked for a new leader who would take them back to Egypt. Moses and Aaron fell face down on the ground. Joshua and Caleb tore their clothing. Joshua and Caleb told the people, the land we traveled through and explored is a wonderful land. And if the Lord is pleased with us, he will bring us safely into the land and give it to us. Do not rebel against the Lord and don't be afraid of the people of the land. They have no protection, but the Lord is with us. Don't be afraid of them. But all the Israelites talked about hurting Joshua and Caleb. Then God's presence appeared to the Israelites and God spoke to Moses. He was very angry at the Israelites and said to Moses, Will they never believe me, even after all the miraculous signs I have done among them? God said that he would make a new nation for Moses and that the Israelites would be no more. But Moses asked God to forgive the people and God said he would, but that the people would wander in the wilderness for 40 years and none of the people would enter the promised land except for Joshua and Caleb. The people did wander for 40 years. Moses died and Joshua became the new leader of the Israelites. Time came for Joshua to lead the Israelites into the promised land that Joshua and Caleb had scouted many years before. Joshua led the people, including Caleb, into the promised land, for God was with him wherever he went. Shall we pray? So God, speak to us now about what it means to follow you. Wholeheartedly we pray. Amen. So I'm going to teach you three things about what it means to follow God wholeheartedly. Because if you're going to follow God wholeheartedly like Caleb did, you're going to face three things. 
You're going to face the fear factor. You're going to face the fight factor. And you're going to face the faith factor. Let's do a bit of audience participation. Fear. That was pathetic. Try again. Fear. Act scared. Fear. Getting there. Fight. That's better. Faith. You see, what Caleb faced was he faced these three things in following God wholeheartedly. We fear lots of things. In the Bible, we're told, the most repeated thing we're told is, do not fear, apart from one fear, and that's to fear the Lord, because it's the beginning of wisdom. When it means fear, it means respect. Remember who he is. You see, because what fear does is it kind of robs us. It diminishes us. And in the story, if you read it in the Bible rather than watching it in the cartoon, 10 of those 12 spies come back and they say to the people, no. And two of the spies, Caleb and Joshua, come back and they say, go. 10 say no, two say go. And what the 10 who say no do, all they do is they just see the fear. They just see the difficulty of the situation. In fact, they describe themselves in this way. We've got a picture of it. Do you know what this particular insect is? What is it? Grasshopper. And if you look at your Bible, you will find that grasshopper is mentioned in the Bible. And he says, the 10 said, we were like grasshoppers. But Caleb was different. It is a green penguin. We could say that, couldn't we? But Caleb was different. What did Caleb say? Caleb said these words. Let's say these words together. Let us go at once and occupy it, for we are well able to overcome it. And then he says another thing as well. Oh, that might be small, but we'll see how we get on. Only do not rebel against the Lord, and do not fear the people of the land, for they are no more than bread for us. Their protection is removed from them, and the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. You see, what fear does is just robs us of so much. The ten just see fear and say no, but the two said go. The ten, for the ten they were grasshoppers. All they saw was they just crawled around in fear as grasshoppers. The two saw God as their giant. That's the fear factor. Then the next one is the fight factor. The fight factor says, will we fight in God's strength or our own? Will we fight in God's strength or our own? You see, God gives us many blessings, doesn't he? He gives us bacon rolls, he gives us sausages, he even gives us veggie sausages. He gives us many blessings. But he also, we also know that there are many battles in being a Christian. 
A bit like the weather outside, wasn't it? It was beautiful, sunny outside, and now I can see outside that it's, the mist is coming in. It's raining. It's battle. It's blessing. It's battle. It's blessing. It's battle. It's blessing. All the time. That's what it's like. And we have to decide, will we fight in our own strength or God's strength? You see, all the people did was they just wanted to fight as if they were grasshoppers. But not so Caleb. He was different. He wanted to fight in God's strength. This is what he said. If the Lord, say it with me, if the Lord is pleased with us, he will bring us into the land and give it to us, a land flowing with milk and honey. In other words, that's a good land. It's battle and it's blessing. And each of us will have to face the faith, the fight factor. Will we fight as grasshoppers or will we fight in the strength of our giant God? The way we do that is quite simply. We read the Bible every day. We let it change us. It gives us the strength. The other thing we do is we ask the Holy Spirit to help us every day. To just pray, come Holy Spirit. You know, it's the simplest prayer. You know, I was praying with someone yesterday in hospital. You know him, Martin. And you know what I like about when the way Martin prays you know, sometimes we get taught to pray, don't we? We hold our hands like this. You know, it's a rubbish way to pray. The best way to pray is like that. To pray as if you're receiving something from God. To receive the Holy Spirit. And then what happened was this. Ten said no, two said go. What did the people do? They believed the 10. And poor Caleb spends, count, how many? He spends the next 45 years of his life literally kicking up dust in the desert. Just imagine that. And then he faces the faith factor. Will I have faith in God irrespective of what's happening in my life? You see, just because you might be following God wholeheartedly doesn't mean difficult things won't happen. It doesn't mean that it'll always be good. And then you have to say, will I become bitter or will I become better? Because that's what happens in, in life when your faith is tested like it was for Caleb. Will I become bitter or better? Bitter or better? Bitter or better? And so many people, if they become bitter rather than better. And that was the situation that Caleb faced for 45 years. That's a long time. Would he still follow God wholeheartedly in the desert? He's kicking around dust. It's really hot, like it is in this place today. It's really hot. Will I have the faith or not? Will I get better or bitter? And so roll forward 45 years. Joshua is now the leader of God's people. And Caleb says this to him. He's 85 now. That's how old Caleb was. What does he say? Read it with me. 
I am still as strong today as I was on the day that Moses sent me. So now give me this hill country of which the Lord spoke on that day. You know, he's still as strong, 85 as he was 40. You know, I'm older than 40 now. But I'm not 85 like some of you. And some of us perhaps might be closer than 85 than 40. I am not. You might be. But maybe I just want to pray that prayer that I will have the same energy at 85 as I did when I was 40. Or I do now. Because we keep getting told we're in an energy crisis, don't we? It's true. I see lots of worn out people. Because we don't walk at three miles per hour with God following him wholeheartedly. The fear factor, the fight factor, the faith factor. If we want to follow God wholeheartedly, walking in his footsteps, we will have to face and overcome them. Shall we pray? So, Lord, we pray that you would give us your strength. That we would see you as a giant and not ourselves as grasshoppers. And that we would walk with you, fearing you above all, fighting in your strength, not our own. And being faithful to you. Because you are faithful to us. In Jesus name. Amen.